It's the criminal code of the underworld and a sacred vow of silence. But what happens when a criminal turns witness against his own? MCD presents Omerta, a live show with me, Nicola Talent, in association with Crime World on April 27th in the Olympia Theatre Dublin. Tickets on sale now at ticketmaster.ie. Omerta, breaking the secret code. McGregor is probably the most famous Irish person in the world. Forget about Bono or, or Colin Farrell, but like McGregor is just way more famous. He's on a whole other level of fame. Everybody deserves a chance. He's out of prison. Two months is it now. He served his time. People deserve a chance to put a new life together. Maybe the, the tragedies he's experienced will give him a change of mindset. I'm Nicola Talent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. He was the shadowy cartel lieutenant who was rumoured to be out to get UFC star Conor McGregor after a pub brawl at the height of the Kinahan and Hutch feud. But convicted drug dealer Graham the Wig Whelan was this week welcomed into McGregor's pub and into his family when he was introduced as the new partner of the sports star's sister, Aoife. Today, I'm talking with Niall Donald about Conor McGregor and the mob and the childhood friendships which link the world-famous fighter with some of the most prominent gangland figures in Ireland. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. This story kind of comes full circle for us, but we'll start it with um, the frantic phone calls we were getting in 2017 from particularly the American media that Conor McGregor was going to be killed by the Kinahan cartel and that he'd gone, he'd left the country, he'd gone to ground. There'd been this bust up in a pub and his father had been punched in the face or his father had been threatened or something. And McGregor was in the sights of Daniel Kinahan. Yeah, I mean, it was it was crazy. Like, uh, I think we first published a picture of Graham the Week Wheeling in 2010 mm. with a chip up his nose. That's remember right. Remember the, the picture? I and do remember the picture. Again yeah. and again. Why did he have a chip up his nose? Well, this is a mystery that yeah. remains unsolved. <laughs> um, but... So that was... That's one of those cases that your mother would say to you, don't do that because the wind will change and you'll be left like that. Exactly. So little did you know, seven years later, that would be the only picture of Graham the Week Wheeling and that would become a focus of literally thousands of YouTube, uh, you know, MMA specialists, UFC websites, all focusing in on poor old Graham Wheeling with a... Because, of course, the story was that Graham Whelan had got into some sort of a set too and that he had been either run from the pub or something and he was furious and he was going to come back to get his revenge. The basic story was Conor McGregor had been involved in a row with a man known to Graham Whelan and that there'd been a, you know, a bit of a set too and that 
Graham Whelan was furious and he was coming after Conor McGregor with, with all the might of the Kinnahan cartel <laughs> behind him. And I'd say like those American journalists thought there's something wrong with us because like I remember kind of laughing down the phone yeah. to a few of them going, ah, he'll be grand, sure, yeah. Conor. Should they know Conor? They wouldn't touch him. And they're no. like, oh my God. <laughs> um, so anyway, onwards. He lived through it. Basically. He lived through it, basically. Yeah. So we'll bring it full circle and then we'll go back a bit. So story this week in the Sunday world uh, was a picture. Yeah. A picture of 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 Graham the Week Whelan uh, with Conor McGregor's sister, who are now in in a relationship. Um, Graham the Week Whelan was has just been released from prison in just a couple of months ago in December after serving a eighteen month sentence for money laundering offences um, connected with the activities of the the Kinahan cartel. Um, Graham Week the Week Whelan, of course, has been you know in the papers for drug related. Crime since the he took a chip up his nose with a chip up his nose since since the infamous uh, drugs bust in the Holiday Inn, which we've spoken about many times, and which you know that that seizure of drugs and the blame that was attached um, split a gang and ended up uh, in the, causing the the Crumlin Drimna feud. So Graham Whelan has been a serious criminal for that long. So that was like you know in around one point five million euro worth of cocaine that was being cut up in the Holiday Inn Hotel um, and Graham the Wig Whelan. He was only a 17-year-old at the time. He was probably, he was probably, there was probably more senior criminals there, but he was still... There was still three a- criminals there. There was Graham the Wig Whelan, there was Declan Gavin, who was subsequently murdered, and there was Graham the Wig Whelan's friend. Yeah, uh, Griffiths, so... Yeah. Who, who tragically passed away in recent times as well. So... Greenland and Griffiths were found with their hands on the drugs. Uh, Gavin was having a lie down in a neighbouring room and was blamed for touting, for telling the police, blamed on the whole thing. And what kicked off was the Crumlin driven a feud. Brian Rattigan um, killed Brian Declan Rattigan Gavin. blamed Declan Gavin for, for this loss. Um, the other side of the feud backed, you know, backed Declan Gavin and then ultimately... Uh, it split uh, with Frat Freddie Thompson becoming the the main protagonist against Brian Rattigan. After Gavin's death. So, so that was that. So that's how far back and how significant a figure, I suppose, Graham Whelan yeah, was. He, he became, he sort of earned this respect, I think, as well for how he did his time and mm. uh, didn't make a fuss. And he did, I think it was a six years in prison for that. Um, he became, when he came out, he became heavily involved in crime and really became part of his, he was a childhood friend of, of Liam and David Byrne. Mm. Um, Liam and Dave, David Byrne are obviously uh, a, a connected true family to Thomas Bomber Kavanagh and Graham the Week Whelan became one of the, the more serious players in, 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 in that grouping. In that grouping. Which would ultimately become the sort of the Dublin stroke Ireland uh, entity of the Kinahan Mafia. Yeah, and they were, and Grain the Week Whelan was back and forth to Thomas Bomber Kavanagh over in Birmingham. Um, if there was, there was an attempt to actually charge him at one point here in Ireland with uh, directing criminal organisation. Uh, we reported at the time a file was sent to the DPP. No charges so were ever brought. So that would have been after 2009 when that gangland legislation came in. Yeah, so that was sort of in the early uh, part of the last decade. Yeah. Um, it never happened. 
he then seemed to end up over in Birmingham where he was really operating, operating as a sort of right-hand man of, of Thomas Bomber Kavanagh. Um, and then he sort of... They feared that legislation for a while, didn't they? Because, of course, it sort of mirrored what was there for a long time for the terrorists because you'd often see um, membership of those terrorist organisations are directing, um, which held a very hefty sentence, but the Special Criminal Court was being used a lot for those oh, look, it was terrorists. effectively unused for... for well, s- when it came in initially in 2009, the gangland legislation, I think a lot of the gangs did really get concerned. They thought it was going to be the, the next cab, basically. Yeah. It was going to come at them fast and furious. But uh, there was stories about, you know... Um, they were trying to have tattoos rem- removed yeah. if, if any of those things would would link them to gangs. And I suppose Whelan was one of those that really thought, God, they're going after me. Yeah, I get, and, better and, get out of the country. And not 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 incorrectly, they were going after him. Yeah. Uh, they they absolutely were. So we did get out of the country and and spend time over in, in Birmingham for the most part. Mm. Um, he then started reappearing in, in Ireland in or around the feud as things obviously changed. The feud changed everything for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you remember, you were writing about sort of the burn organized crime group, if you want, before the feud, the year before, maybe two years before. And they really were just rolling in money, that yeah. organization. I mean, it was absolutely incredibly lucrative. Mm. They had, they really had uh they had it down, they had a system down in terms of the money laundering, in terms of the use of cars. They were really absolutely... They were going to a lot of McGregor fights. I they remember. were going to a lot of McGregor <laughs> fights. Spent a lot of money. And McGregor was kind of like, is McGregor, how long is McGregor really super famous? Like, um, Well, then you're testing my knowledge, but McGregor became famous really quickly at the start of his UFC career, even without becoming the world champion or, or yeah. things like that. Um. If you remember, he had like he even had a column in the Irish Independent briefly. Um, he was on, yeah, and he was on RTE. There was a documentary on RTE. Yeah, this is all before he became the world champion. And we, uh, in 2015, for example, um, he was fighting in Dublin, and or I don't, sorry, he wasn't fighting in Dublin, but he was attending fights with with David Byrne. This is at the same time that the the. Uh, the MGM Marbella, which would become MDK Global, were putting on fights in Ireland, yeah. and he was a sort of guest of honor at the front row. And they were they were they were courting celebrity a lot. He wasn't the only celebrity they were honing in on, but there were some links because, of course, McGregor grew up in Drimna, yeah, and boxed. But and he grew up in Crumlin. And, he grew up in Crumlin. Yeah, and he boxed in the Crumlin Crumlin Boxing Club, and so did David Byrne. Yeah, David Byrne, obviously was ultimately uh, the the victim of the Regency shooting, was murdered in the Regency. Um, but they would have... So they kind of grew up together. They grew up together. Yeah. And probably even more so, they would have shared a number of associates. Mm. Um, a couple, one of those associates is due before the courts, so we can't get into his name, but this guy would have been well known to both, to both people. He would have been involved in a broad sense in, in, in the criminal underworld, um, and he would have been very patty with McGregor. Now, you have to say... Yeah, because I might correct you there and just say that he'd be an associate of Byrne, but he would have been a friend of McGregor. Yes. There's no suggestion that McGregor has been in business with any of these people involved in the criminal underworld. He's simply, a lot of them, he grew up with them. They went one direction and he went the other. Absolutely. I mean, they're, 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 nobody has ever suggested McGregor has has any involvement in any sort of organised crime, but... 
like like in the history of fights, fight sports or or combat sports, people have always gravitated towards famous boxers, yeah, uh, organized crime figures. Not just not to to necessarily even to make money off them. Just uh, that's always been the way. Mm. I mean, in from the from the nineteen from the early. 20th century until now yeah. in America, you've seen it constantly that organized crime figures gravitate towards combat sports, not not even for financial gain, but more for a bit of glamour, a bit it's of part res- of their hobby, watching it and it's everything. Part of their hobby. But like back, it would have been in 2014. Yeah. Uh, there was a guy called Paul Kavanagh who was murdered in Dublin and his brother, George Hatchet Kavanagh, had been previously murdered in Spain in a bar in, in Marbella Harmon's bar. And that murder would later be linked and, you know, the, the Kinahan organization would be accused of carrying it out on the orders of Daniel Kinahan. Uh, murky reasons why, but uh, ultimately I've always kind of reckoned he just didn't like him. Um, I don't think Kinahan liked Jared Kavanagh. Jared Kavanagh's son was a very, and is a well-known boxer, Jamie Kavanagh. And Jared took his son out to America to train at a time when Daniel Kinahan was setting up his own, you know, boxing stable, boxing stable in, in, in Marbella. And I always reckoned that that was enough maybe to irritate him enough. Um, you know, maybe he, anyway. Yeah, it's a complex history, but I mean, Conor McGregor, Turned up at the funeral of, of Paul, Paul Kavanagh. Yeah, because that's what I was wondering. So that was about 2014. So that was a gangland murder. Paul yeah. Kavanagh was murdered in uh, Dublin. He was getting out of his car. Um, his partner was nearby at the time. I think he was going back into his house. And it was the second son of the Kavanagh family. It was very tragic for the family. But his funeral was, um, you know, a, a normal affair as opposed to some of these um big moneyed funerals yeah, it but it was a fairly normal affair but nonetheless I remember seeing the picture of McGregor and the crowd and like that is you know but I think quite Conor, a story I'm sure it was at the time it was it was and I I'm, I think Conor McGregor was genuinely friends with Paul Kavanagh I mean Paul Kavanagh was a, a sort of unusual uh Murder in the sense that he was, he became a very serious figure in, in organized crime in Dublin, largely because of his older brother, mm. Jared Hatchet Kavanagh, who had been, a, a, you know, really had become a, a proper uh, drug trafficker. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a cousin of Thomas Bomber Kavanagh and had really had a, a massive patch in the Tala area. Mm. Paul Kavanagh kind of came in on his coattails. To an extent, he was a lot younger, over a decade younger than his brother, and uh, had started to make a lot of money. But he, he in 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 his, uh, he he had been a childhood friend of Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor turned up at the funeral at the time. Um, it, as you said, it was a very murky business. And I suppose at the time that big story hadn't broken because that big story just went like across the globe when, yeah. when this row in the pub happened. And I think, you know, everybody sort of like all those US networks and everything. Like McGregor must have been a bigger star in 2017 than he was in 2014. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he was the world champion at that, yeah. at that stage, if I'm getting getting that right. Um, He'd really hit the big time. But like you have to understand, like McGregor is probably the most famous Irish person in the world. Yeah. Like forget about Bono or or Colin Farrell or people like McGregor is just way more famous 
I mean, he's on a whole other level of fame. Yeah. Like it's hard for us maybe to appreciate because we remember doing the odd story but he wasn't, about him. But that's what I mean. Like yeah. I mean, within those three years, like that photograph of him that we had at Paul Kavanagh's funeral, had that been taken in 2017, that probably would have been as big a story as this pub row yeah. became. I mean, I think Conor McGregor became famous gradually and then really quickly. But the fight with... Uh, Floyd Mayweather really pushed him into a whole other level. Yeah. This is the, the professional boxer that he fought. So like, if you look, I go in and get Google alerts, you know, I won't describe to you, Nicola, no, how no. you do it, but you get Google alerts on, on yeah. keywords every day. Um, so you might like, I have one for Kinning Cartel and mm -hmm. you might get two or three hits a day, depending on what's happening. Yeah. But on Conor McGregor, you'll get 20 or 30. I mean, he is, there's articles written about him every single time. Yeah. And somebody is going to email in and say, the Sunday world is one of the main offenders, offenders of Conor that. McGregor gets yeah. a new car or whatever. Because people are interested. Because people are interested, but there's interest across the world. He is absolutely yeah. way more famous than than even we un appreciate. Yeah. Um, and in terms of social media and all, all of that. So, but Conor McGregor. But you know, he had a bit of fun with that story himself. Yeah. McGregor, mm -hmm. like after that story was that he was going to be killed by the mob and everything. He released a video with a hood up and kind of looking around yeah. shiftily. Yeah. And I think he knew how ludicrous this was that he was going to yeah. be killed and then, by the Kinahan cartel. And Yeah. And then, in, of course, in the space of a short period after, there was pictured, they were pictured, the two men were pictured together. Yeah. Him and Graham the week. Him and Graham the week. Whelan because Whelan moved back to Ireland. You were saying, and I think I interrupted you that the feud changed everything. And Whelan actually came back to Ireland because I think the Kinnahan mob, as such, lost a lot of their top men um, from investigations that had happened. They were many of them were in custody awaiting trial. Some of them had been found guilty, and it left this sort of void at the top of management of their management structures and um, that was the Kinahan Organised Crime Group and I suppose the Bomber Kavanagh grouping um, which while working together they were also separate entities And certainly well. becoming more separate as the feud went on. Indeed they were yeah even though they were kind of you know joining forces as regards yeah. trying to, to For, to, for to example the use of power. weapons and yeah. things like that but I mean I think over time they were becoming but Whelan moved back and he set up a bin company and, um, you know, under his own name and everything yeah. in his own address. And he, he had a partner and children and uh, he was supposed to be going moving into, it was green waste, basically. Um, now, there was no evidence that the company was actually functioning, but nonetheless, he did do that. Um, and he was living back kind of in his own family home where he'd always come from in the first place in the Drimna area. And he was sort of just knocking about and um, it wasn't clear what kind of money he was making or, you know, exactly what, how much sort of movements in organised crime he was until he was caught in a hotel in Dublin with, there was obviously a surveillance operation on him yeah. and cops burst into this hotel room yet again. You'd have imagined he'd have learned a lesson about being in hotel rooms with anything illegal with him. But he had a Rolex watch on and he was caught with a quite an amount of money. Yeah, I mean, a, a, a decent amount of money, a lot more than uh, you or me would carry around. But, well, actually, but in, this, in, this, <laughs> well, in the scale of organized crime, though, not millions in a... 45,000 or something. Yes, so, like, mm. so it's almost spending money. 
Yeah. And that's really how they did operate at the top of the Kinnan cartel. They they tended to use these hotels in Dublin 4, Dublin. He booked a suite in it for three nights or yeah. something. And oh, even the payment of the hotel room, he ultimately ended up pleading guilty to saying that, yes, actually, the money I used to pay for that hotel room was the proceeds of organised crime. And he got lippy, I think, with the police yeah. that night. He has a tendency to do that. He's a little bit of a volatile yeah. character. Yeah. Well, are you going to say no, what he said? No, no, I'm way too polite and, and posh and mm. outside, but I'll let you say it well, slightly. Well, I'm not going to, I got this wrong It's all before. take a breath. Yeah. So, so it was something along the lines of, he was asked, where did you get the money? And he said, up oh, my Swiss roll. Yeah. So. Which is, which is a rhyming slang. Yeah, I, I, I get that. No, yeah. I do get that. I, I actually read that before we came on, so I was able to, yeah. <laughs> that rhyming slang sometimes is, um, is that a Dublin thing? I don't follow it a lot. It's a London thing, actually. Oh, is it? For, yeah, it's a Cockney thing so initially. The, Swiss like, Rail. Yeah, yeah. Up me Swiss That Rail. was a bit Australian, actually. I didn't know where that came yeah, from. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't uh, authentic. So he did that. But anyway, he ultimately was brought before the Special Criminal Court and he got a three-year or so sentence for these money laundering yeah. offences. Now, around this time, you pestilence in the Sunday mm. world were writing about his visitor being Aoife McGregor. That Aoife McGregor was McGregor's, obviously, sister, a uh, very good looking blonde girl and she was supposed to be going in and out of the prison according to Yeah, so she was I mean she was going in and out and visiting him. I mean, Graham Whelan, so we've spoken about his his criminal criminal career, like a very serious and lengthy criminal career. However, he did suffer a really uh, deep personal tragedy. Um well, that's his, par- right, yeah. his partner and the mother of his four kids passed away in very tragic circumstances. And um when did that happen? It was about 2019. Was was, it? it was in, well, it was in the middle of the, the, the proceeds, the, the, uh, the proceeds of crime. The, yeah, Sorry, case. the money laundry case. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's a very... And his friend, Philip Griffiths, also the same oh, yes, thing happened. Also, he yeah, passed he, away. In very tragic circumstances as well. They'd been lifelong friends. They'd been lifelong friends. And all this was referenced in his court case, you know, in a, in a pretty sincere way. Um, so... I think it was said that he was um, the caregiver, obviously, for the children that yeah. his, his wife had passed away and that he was he couldn't go to prison, yeah. basically, because he needed to look after them. Yeah. And during this time, obviously, Ephraim McGregor, who, again, has absolutely no involvement in any any sort of criminality, seems to have been a support to him. And um, he is now out of prison. Um, he made a commitment during his court case that he was putting that life behind him. And they're being photographed again in in the the, the photograph we published from the Black Forge pub, uh, Connor, her brother Connor's pub. So he's doing a lot of socialising in that pub, isn't he, Connor McGregor? Yeah, he's he's everywhere. I mean, the, the celebrities just constantly dr- drop up, and he's there, and you know. So, and this was a kind of a family thing he was having with the family and. and Graham Whelan came yeah. along to it and they were photographed together. So they outed themselves as such. You, yes. They didn't need no. you guys to keep no. uh, annoying them. They they came came out as a couple. Yeah. And I mean, look, everybody deserves a chance. He's out of prison two months, is it now? Mm. And um, he served his time in, on this occasion and people deserve a chance to put a new life together and maybe the, the tragedies he's experienced will give him a change of mindset. They were a very ambitious lot, weren't they? All of them, like the, 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 the just the general, the kind of those Crumlin, like, I mean, it's quite extraordinary, like McGregor's success, obviously. I mean, you don't get 
very many people that are that successful like that. They're the no, mo- I mean, biggest sports stars in I mean, the world. You have to remember as well, like he's not, in terms of financially, he's been an incredible success. I mean, the proper 12, whiskey and mm. all of that, like it's put him into another another level of of, of wealth. Um, they have been, yeah, you're right. They've been very ambitious in terms of, uh, it's easy for somebody like McGregor to have made a sm- relatively small amount but of I money. But I mean, kind of even like, you know, we're talking loosely that he was childhood friends with some of those guys that went on to become like these mega superstars when it comes to drug dealing. Yeah. Like they were a very kind of uh, unique grouping maybe that, that unique some group. of them went into illegal activities. Many of them went into legal activities. And I know of other sort of sports stars in particular, one younger guy who's doing really well yeah. in a sport as well. And they were just all together. Was there a hunger there or an ambition? Because McGregor wasn't always wealthy. I mean, if you've looked at the documentary, no. they talk about no. living hand to mouth himself. No. And, the and if you look wife. at, I mean, he no other UFC stars made even a 5 10% of the yeah. money McGregor has made because he has shown ambition and uh, exactly maybe if you're surrounding with people who have big ambition, big it, ambition it, it, incre- yeah. it increases your ambition no matter what direction you want to go in yeah. but it is an amazing story I suppose that, I was in Arizona last year and I was in this pretty hick town like you know I mean mm. hick yeah. um, with these sort of uh, strange bars with strange people yeah. in them you know now yeah. Arizona is absolutely beautiful don't get me wrong but this was kind of a bit of a uh, place you'd want to move out of fairly quickly. Yeah. But anyway, we stayed there and the following morning I was grabbing a coffee in a this mm. sort of road stop garagey thing. I mean, this is a place you'd blink and you'd miss it, right? Mm. And here behind the counter where they were selling all drink mm. the way we used to yeah. have cigarettes displayed was proper 12. Yeah. And I was looking, I go, imagine it's here. Yeah. I don't know why I thought that, but like my Arizonians are probably big whiskey drinkers. Yeah. But like that's the reach of that stuff. Sure, it's for sale across the world. It is. And Everywhere. You know, it's been driven and by. And it's priced that kind of, if you're you're not a whiskey drinker, I like a bit of whiskey, no. but it's priced that kind of, it's not massive expensive. It's not massively cheap. It, the bottle looks good. Yeah. Um, I haven't partook in it, but. No, and I mean, some of that has been driven by, you can say, you know, he, he, he lived off his celebrity as a fighter, but some of it's been driven by like really impressive social media yeah. campaigns. And that's not to say Conor McGregor is obviously a controversial character for other reasons. And hang on a second. And these kind of stories. like Yeah. yeah. I mean, these stories drive the fame and the idea that he's, you know, there's this moment of, oh my God, is he going to be killed by the mob? And yeah. who are the mob? And what are they doing? What's he doing in the middle of that? And so scary. And all the time. He's probably enjoying a little bit of it too. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure there's some of the stories he hasn't enjoyed. Yeah, but exactly. But he has. He doesn't care. There, he doesn't. I don't think he he cares if he's photographed he's with be- certain people that we're writing about. No. I don't think he cares because they're just people he grew up with, and they were his mates. He yeah. doesn't have any interest in what they're doing. No, he doesn't yeah. have to get involved in it. But they still hang out and have fun. I think um, he. You know, if you look at people that are, if you. Can we compare them to Harry and Meghan, for example? But like comparing you know, Conor McGregor to Harry and Meghan, well, or somebody like that yeah, that, on, that no, really no, that resists that that kind of press attention and sort of mm. comes against it all the time. Like McGregor has kind of surfed it in a different way. Mm. You know, has managed to use it uh, 
to his own advantage, I suppose. So there's different people. There's some people who really back away from it. And there's some people that man, but I mean, he's become so famous now that mm-hmm. those stories are going to keep being written by him, about him yeah, for a long period of time. Like if the Sunday world in 30 years were long gone, they'd probably still be writing the Conor McGregor And he story. doesn't need to do interviews or anything, McGregor. It's doesn't. just every time he moves. No, because he, he does what he does, want to, to get out there. He does it on social media. Yeah. Yeah. Now he, he put, will do he the odd interview, maybe, but yeah, and then you have the odd row as well on social does, media. And he does, he does interviews with the Sunday Business Post, for example, every now and again. Does he? He does. He does. Oh if goodness. he buys a new pub or mm-hmm. does stuff like that, he'll give a few quotes to the Sunday Business Post. Business Post. There right. you go. Right. Couldn't you even you couldn't get into Sunday Business I Post? With two. I actually was in Sunday Business <laughs> Post. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. I have you know. Well, I'll have you know. Well, I have it framed. <laughs> and I don't, but I was. Um, mm, interesting. So look, it's just. Full circle, isn't it? Because, you know, here it is now and they've taken ownership of this story and they have put out the pictures themselves, the pictures they want used. Yeah. Ethan McGregor and uh, Graham the Week Whelan. And he does look, he looks exactly like a guy who's just been in prison because he's very healthy looking. He's slim. He's obviously been working out. There's very little else to do in prison, but look after yourself. No. So they always usually come out looking pretty fresh. They look great. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. We could... Do it, it, it could be another, yeah, it could be a, a makeover, prison makeover. So there you are, Conor McGregor and the mob, and any other stories we have in relation to that, we'll bring them to you. Thanks, Nicola. Thanks, Niall. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from SundayWorld.com, produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Claude Amini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. <laughs>